We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, joined by Ben Wade on the line. Me and Ben are just back from the very, very disappointing day at Blackburn Rovers, where we have uh, thrown away three points, not just a point, but three points um, at the hands of the Lancashire side, who've now done the double over us. Ben, Rafa Benitez says that he can't quite understand or believe how um, we haven't uh, won the game, let alone drawn it. Do you agree with him? Is it that simple that we're just very unlucky or is there more to it than that? Uh, yeah, I mean, in both, um, I, I, I don't know how, how we've come away with that without scoring. Well, we scored twice, obviously, but um, goes, both goals to slow. But yeah, it's just uh, an absolute robbery. Um, they've, they've offered absolutely nothing all game. Um, it's probably the one of the, the weakest performances I've seen from an opposition. Uh, this season, in terms of just they've they've offered absolutely no threat whatsoever. Um, so so to come away without even a point, it's just unbelievable. One sec, totally agree with you. Um, today today's podcast would it's it's quite late, so we don't have that long to go through things in in loads of depth. But um, we're going to talk about the game, the reaction, and uh, you know where where it leaves us for the for the season ahead and what needs to be done and. You know, there's a you know there's a few things I want to discuss. There's a lot of people got in touch with us on Twitter after the game, um, with a, a range of, of of opinion, uh, which I'll I'll go into. Um, do you, you know Ben se- se- seven defeats, um, two two defeats to Blackburn in the space of of five weeks, who are who are still in the relegation zone. Um, you know, like, do, I th- I th- you know, first of all, people have been going about team selection substitutions, tactics, do you think it has anything to do with any of that? Do you think that, you know, do, do people talk about Rafa making subs earlier, like making substitutions um, guarantees a goal or guarantees a better yeah. performance or guarantees a change, and I'm not going to talk about that right now. Do you think that this, um, you know, th- this game is just such a freak, we had such control and domination for 70 minutes that, you know, what's the point in trying to do things differently? It's just a case of bad luck. Um, I think there's an element of that. I mean, you, you'll not find another game where we'll, we'll dominate like that. And, and as I said before, the fact that they were offering no threat, we were in control of the game. <laughs> as you said before, and, when uh, uh, as you said before on the recording, we lost. But yes, go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just I, I, I think an element of it is is freak. Um, just because I think he probably would have thought 
don't need to make any changes here. We're in control of this. We're, we're going to nick it. We've, we've got our best players on the pitch. Um, so I think there's an element of that way. Probably thinking if, if I change something, it, it could potentially impact things for the worst. We might lose control. Um, so it, I mean, subs aren't always going to necessarily improve. I mean, obviously, you, you make the change to, to make an impact, but they're not always going to have the desired effect. Um, and I think he's probably thought with who we had on the bench, um, there's not really anyone out it, sort of on there that, that's going to impact the game as, as much as the players that are on the pitch. The only one I would say, the only um, one on there I would have said maybe he probably should have put on earlier was Atsu. Um, just because I think he has been a player that's when he's come on in the past, he's, he's offered us something a lot, uh, very different. Um, and he's always he's, he's looked bright. It, again, he came on tonight and, and and took the game to them. And you could see the um, the impact he had on them. They straight away they were they were looking nervous. They realised he was a threat. Um, so yeah, I mean I think obviously I, I probably would have. I'm, I was a bit surprised that he brought Perez on before I too. Um, but I mean obviously. <laughs> I, I don't really know what he was expecting from Perez. Well, I think it was more. It was more. Call, was was callback on a booking, on a booking. But yeah, um, it was on a booking. Obviously, he. I think he was um, at fault for the foul as well for the free kick. So, um, it, it was one of those where, he, and as well, he's, he's still. I don't. I think you were saying he doesn't look 100% fit still yet as well. So there's probably an element of that. Um, and obviously he moved Yami back in in the week against Forest as well, and it worked out all right. Um, so he's probably thinking, with with that in mind, that 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 could be the change that will sort of keep keep us in control of the game, and, and sort of it's it's the less disrupt, disruption of the team in terms of sort of moving personnel. You're only having to swap one one person about there by bringing Perez on, making him go into Diarmi's position and dropping Diarmi back. Um, so that's what I assume was the thinking. But yeah, it, it's just I've, I've seen enough from Perez, and yeah. I'm sure everybody else has, just to know that he he doesn't offer us anything. He's got to be he's got to be one of the worst performing players in the football league um, yeah. this season, and, and you know he's he's got a he's got a few goals as well, um, which many strikers don't. But um, we'll have to come to the conclusion. Be, being very kind to him, um, he's a striker. Uh, not number ten, not a left winger. Not that he's played left wing much, but that, that's been really kind one because if you put Dwight Gale or, or any other players, you know, in that number ten position, the the, the surely couldn't have come up with the fitful contribution that he has. Yeah. Well, well, that's the, I mean, it's, there's plenty of players play out of position. Yeah, it, it doesn't. They they they're useless. Do you know what I mean? There's plenty of players I mean, still. Paul, Paul Dummett's made a hundred appearances for Newcastle at left back, probably all out of position. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just. It, it's not just just his lack of ability, though. It's just everything about him. He's his sort of work rate. He he does he does sort of like a fake sprint where he's he's just jogging. Yeah. And run run away from him, and he looks like he's putting in loads of effort, but it's it's like that walk people do when they're crossing the road, and they, they look <laughs> like they're, they're speeding up, but they're not. They're just going the same speed. Yeah, I mean, uh, we lost today. We had 78% possession in the first half, 23 attempts in total, which we didn't score. We hit the crossbar. Dwight Gale has had two chances to keep his mid, two great saves, but you'd say definitely one of them he normally scores. And like I said to the lads at, at half time, I said, you know, we're at the match. I just said, if we score, we're in this game. Green Sheet turns to me saying, what do you mean if we score? And I just said, it's, you know, and he said, well, of course we're going to win. He said, how are they going to score? I said, a set piece, just like they did at St. James's. Um, we had complete control of the game. 
this defeat worries me far less, far less than the likes of the Sheffield at home. Um, because because we played well today, and it's like all the social media reaction, and we're going to go into it, and all the moaning and the and the, the 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 fucking chronicle with its shit clickbait worried yet headlines and these fans are worried like you just you know there's a fucking lad at the chronicle who sits there looking for negative cunts on twitter like as an actual job it's which is infuriating because they, they have a responsibility not to um spread this bullshit about defeats which i'll go into which yeah you know nufc 360 the twitter account said to me earlier if you'd said this is what genuinely what was said to, to us at tf weekly pod if you'd said that would lost seven games by now would have been fuming or something like no it wouldn't if someone had said to me in july you'd have lost seven games my, my first question would be well how many points do i have because we'll have over 50 but we've got 52 points from 24 games um or 24 25 games it's over two points a game which is what we need to we're well on track it's it's funny how everyone um when it's when it suits the negative people um the the cons the consistent you refer to oh nine ten and that promotion scene even though it doesn't fucking matter it's absolutely irrelevant to what's happened in two thousand seventeen we'll have the same points after the same games but we've lost five games more only Chelsea have won more games and isn't it it's not this isn't my rant yet to about how how good the season's been and the, it, there are problems to address but that I'm comfortable with that performance today there's I've been following Newcastle away from home. I've been to enough matches away from home where we haven't even like, regardless of the level of being in the championship or who we're playing, I've seen us go to the likes of fucking Wigan and lose 4-0 and, you know, teams that are bottom of the league, whatever league you're in, and, and we're not lay a glove on the opposition and we're fucking battered them today. Like you said before on the recording we lost, <laughs> um, it's, it's, not even, it's not even like they had an attack in the first half. Such was our control of the game, and yeah, when you cast the United, yes, we we're, went into the day top of the league and into the year top league. You'd expect us to go into um, Blackburn and control the game and create chances. And the the, the major worry for me isn't the um, you know what happened in the first seventy minutes. I thought we played very well. I thought we did what needed to be done. Everything that that happened uh, needed to happen apart from the ball going at the net and not being disallowed. The concern is that once we go behind, we're unable to reverse that. And you know, I think every time we've gone. Behind this season, we've conceded the first goal. We've lost the game, um, which is a, a big problem. Um, but you know, it's one of those things today. I can live with it. Uh, you know, if, if we were to play that game ten more times, would win nine of them. That's the way it goes. Um, we'd so, win all ten of them, mate. We'd win all ten of them. Um, Blackburn, if, if it's, it's you said it, then it's not even like you can't even say that offered a little. They just they just didn't. I think that one shot when Hayden and Lascelles jumped over the ball that went wide and they had the free kick. That's that's not a way to win a game of football. You know, no wonder you're in the relegation zone. Brighton and Redden come come to Blackburn recently. Very close games. And um, Blackburn had chances in both games. I think we controlled um, this game far better than they did. And I just think there's a massive arrogance among amongst, amongst a, a section of this support that we have. An arrogance that um, everyone says, everyone consistently tells the world how hard the championship is to get out of, how difficult a league it is, how there's no easy games, yet a section of our support just think we should be fucking smashing it because Rafa Benitez is our manager and we'll spend some money. Ask Aston Villa how hard this division is, or maybe a few of you nah. listening would rather would be Aston Villa because they've only lost five games or something, or six games, they've lost less games than us. Ask Norwich how hard this league is, great result for them today, won 3-0, we're 14 points ahead of them, or 15 points ahead yeah. of them. Um, it's, just, it's just the constant moaning 
and in the the end of the world is nigh and we're shit and all this kind of stuff and we're not good enough and you know you know everyone's entitled to opinion and you know what you can't criticize the team that it's funny how the people who want to criticize the team most are the most upset when people like pull them up on their criticisms okay here's a couple of criticisms for you Newcastle's left side is, is is still not good enough for this division and it should have been addressed by now um despite girlfriend's goof girlfriend girlfriend's good goal scoring record i wish he was girlfriend um good goal scoring record um he doesn't do enough the vast majority of our play comes down the right um Dummett, as much as we've praised him and everyone everyone who's listening to this podcast knows the things we said over two seasons about paul Dummett. he has improved this season to me he's still not good enough we'll, we'll, we'll have to do better we'll have to find better and that's not all our problems are down to paul Dummett. we lost it i think he has a role to play in the cast in the future but at the moment he has no competition in this team lazar hasn't made an impact he has no competition, and that's not right. You could, you could. It is worry. You could also say that we should have a better fullback than Vernon Anita. You could say he should play uh, Yedlin because Anita well, started. I think we do. I think we do have one. Yeah. <laughs> we should have better options in central midfield than you know. So there are things you could even make the argument. I'm not going to agree with you, but I don't mind people making the argument that uh, Rafa should make changes sooner in the game. And I'm not 100% sure of it myself, but I understand. So there are legitimate criticisms. There can be criticisms about Jack Colback's performances. There can be criticisms about Paul Dummett. There can be criticisms about all the other people uh, in the team who who want to be who are being slagged off and slaughtered on Twitter. But what you can't say, like what you can't come out and say, is that we're shit. Is that we're not good enough? based on the number of defeats, because as I've already said, it doesn't matter, as long as we keep this um, two points a game up, we're going to get promoted, yes we've had a bad six weeks, we're always going to have a bad spell, always, and the, the rate of games in this six, six weeks has made it worse since we lost to Blackburn after winning nine games in a row, um, you know you know what, Jack Colbach isn't the worst player in the Football League, Jack Colbach's had a very good season so far, he, he, he hasn't pulled up any trees, but I, I think back to Leeds away, um, when he was very, very good. I think I look back to Bristol away, I think, uh, when he was very good. You know, the, all these people just desperate to slag him off. I noticed um, Lin- <coughs> Lindsay Hipgrave, who presents the the fucking highlights on Channel on five. Channel 5, publicly slating Jack Colbert. Like, get a grip, man. Like, yes, yes, he's, he's had a bad week. Do you know what I mean? And yes, I, I hope, as, as someone who... <laughs> spends time writing and talking and, and spending money watching your castle across the country. I hope we sign a player so that next week when I'm at Birmingham or Brentford, th- that he's not playing because he, his performances aren't good enough. But you know what? He, to, coming out after a game and just saying he's shit, he's rubbish, how we're supposed to get promoted with Jack Colbeck and my team. I think he won 14 straight games when we started or something like that. That's probably an exaggeration to suit your point, but I don't give a fuck at this stage. Um, like it, the 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 willingness to absolutely crucify our own players, um, and, and the manager is absolutely pathetic. Now people want to be worried. Be worried when we're in third place. Be worried when we're Aston Villa. Be worried if we're sixth, but we're second up against a very very good Brighton team, um, who have spent a lot of money just like us, who have got players that would definitely get in our team. We've got a very good manager. Everyone keeps keeps wanting to, to you know to say, which is, which is absolutely true. It's it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? My 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 dream this year for two thousand and seventeen, since we're making New Year's resolutions, is to see Newcastle United line up in the in the Premier League in August with Rafa Benitez as our manager. We're on course to do that. And not shit losing games to Blackburn and Chef Wed. And I know I know people are going not good enough. Lost seven games. No, not good enough would be not being in the top two. With a six-point cushion over Redden, with a twenty-eight a plus twenty-eight goal difference, not good enough would be being 
um, you know, nine, ten points further back. Not good enough would be not getting promoted at the end of the season. So until that comes to pass, why don't you keep your not good enough to yourself? Why do you keep your criticisms to yourself rather than going on social media and, and looking for attention by saying that... You know, someone tweeted me earlier saying that the team needed 100 million, spent and reached 20th in the Premier League. Have you seen the fucking Premier League this season? Have you seen Hull City, Swansea fucking City in the Premier League? And you're saying we need to spend 100 million. What kind of arrogance dictates... That a team who are fighting for promotion from the championship are worried about the impact the team will make on the Premier League? Do you think Burnley and Middlesbrough fans last season were worried about the team when they were chasing promotion against Brighton in the Premier League? Do you think Brighton fans are asked right now about how their team will perform in the Premier League? You just need to get promoted. And for a start, yeah. this this team's full of players who, who've, who've already proved they can play in the Premier League. Carl Dollar was very good for us in the Premier League. Lascelles was good for us in the Premier League. Um, John Joe Shelby's like an excellent midfielder in the Premier League. He's had his problems. Uh, you know, Dwight Gale's proved he can play in the Premier League. Modi Army's proved he can play in the Premier League. There are more, and we'll sign more good players. This this just bullshit that we're going straight back doing. No, no, we won't. You see, Rafa Benitez getting relegated from the Premier League with a full season. Of course not. Like, I'm. Ra- I've realised I'm ranting at you, Ben. Sorry. Yeah. I've just kind of got ahead of myself there, but my point stands. No, it's good, good to hear your passion, Dugger. It's it's just so like no no one no one's more frustrated than me and you, Ben, in the fucking Darwin end today, having having travelled down again. We've been at practically every away game this season, but we're we're not we're not people who are just wanting to make um you know ridiculously positive statements. Newcastle United in the Premier League no, next season. Any, any, anyone that's listened to this podcast over the years knows that's not all. Yeah, right. exactly. You want you want to go back and listen to the McLaren podcast and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you know, you know what? I, I, I'm thinking back to this time last year, and I'm thinking to the club that didn't care. You know, everyone with their memes of Bobby Robson. What is a club in any case? This is a football club. This is a football club with a good manager, with money to spend, with a seemingly united fan base. And you know what? I don't want to lose to Sheffield and I don't want to lose to Blackburn Rovers twice in six weeks. But I want to get promoted and we're on course for that. And that just doesn't seem to be enough for some people. Some people fucking speak to you on Twitter and they're going, oh, you know, you'll kind of try and talk through with some of the more reasonable ones. The, the points for and against the, the arguments will say, well, I still think we're getting promoted, but it's like we're getting promoted, but there is no but. <laughs> there is no right. but. Like, if you can't understand that this this season, I mean, I'm Ben wearing it, wearing my late twenties. This is probably the most important season of our lives because if we don't get promoted this season, we're fucked financially. We are Leeds, Sheffield, Bradford, re- reel the list of clubs off who've spent money in this division and not gone up at the first attempt. We're Blackburn Rovers. Look at that today. Blackburn today was an absolute farce. Empty stadium. Protests going on. It's it's like us two years ago. Look how far we've come. I know we're in the fucking championship. Look how far we've come. People talk about getting their club back, and you know what? We got it back, and it it just yeah. still doesn't seem to be enough. Something's not right. That away today was an absolute disgrace. I was embarrassed to be there. I don't know. I wasn't stood next to you, Ben. But again, the abuse Jack Gall callback got booed coming off. You know what? He had a bad game. He had a bad game. There's no one else to play. Boo John Joe Shelby next time he plays. But yeah, you know, exactly. do you know boo, boo, boo him. Like he had a bad game. Boo, boo him own players. There was no atmosphere in the first half. You know, they were very, very quiet. I was in the upper tier. I don't know if it was different elsewhere. It was a bit of noise, but it wasn't like a proper away game. Um normally. It wasn't Burton, it wasn't Wigan, it wasn't all these kind of places. It was shit. And in and, and the abuse, as soon as we went one nil down, the abuse was was once again an absolute disgrace for for, for a football supporter to have to be surrounded by people who allegedly support the same team as you. 
I mean, like, if anyone listening to this, just think to yourselves, can, can you can you try and think to yourself and make the noise of a Newcastle United supporter when um, one of our players passes the ball out of play? And like, I can't even do it. I don't even. It's it's like some ridiculous shriek or howl. Um, that because because a, a man on a football pitch has passed the ball to somewhere it didn't mean to go. It's an embarrassment, and it's the same in the corner. It was the same again, Chef Wed, and I'm I'm sick of it. Like we need to get promoted this season. If people can't understand that we all need to pull together to get out of this division, whatever it takes, first, second, if it comes to it, playoffs. I, I honestly don't care. It's such an important season for for our football club. It's so important to get promoted. Um. And and people just seem to be kind of more asked about calling out Paul Dummett, more asked booing Jack Carbach, telling telling us that we we don't have enough for the Premier League. Fuck not have enough for the Premier League, even though I disagree with that argument. We need to get promoted. It's it's like it's it's an arrogance from from large sections of our support, which hinders the team. And I know it I know it sounds arrogant and I know it sounds bad, but I've met Rafa Benitez twice and he and he's he's mentioned this, he's mentioned the negativity in the in the stadium for home games affects the team. Everyone wants to have a go at Graham Souness. Everyone wants to kick off about all these managers in the past who failed blaming the home support. Will 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 news flash that they can't all be wrong. We'll have to pull together and we'll have to get behind the team and it's it's just not happening. We got what club back. Everything everything everybody wanted were got and people still aren't happy. And I've said it before. I'll say it again, we don't like losing these games, but we're on course to be promoted. How about we all actually stick together? Don't um, tweet that Newcastle are a terrible team and it's a disgrace and we've lost seven games. It it doesn't matter. What matters is we get promoted. There are there are things that need to be addressed that the manager will, will address and people are allowed to criticise, people are allowed to say, you know, this should be better, this should be better. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is everyone's massively keen to say we're the worst team ever. Callback, Dummett, all these players, they're shit. Hayden, not good enough. Matt Ritchie, he's rubbish. It's not true. How how can you say these players aren't good enough? There was a lad earlier on tweeted me saying um, Anita and Dummett aren't good enough. Like, well, they've played, whilst I agree that there are better options out there, and I would hope we could find better, they've played in a team that has won... More a higher percentage of its games than any other team in the country, all four, four divisions bar Chelsea. So they can't be that bad. It can't be these players are rubbish. They're actually quite good at this level and they're doing a good job. So how about rather than booing them when they're coming off the pitch, you get behind them? That's just been a massive rant, Ben. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I think we know exactly where it came from. Yeah. Um. So, um. You may as well talk for a bit now. That was just that was just a massive rant. <laughs> uh, I think you said it all, Dagger. Yeah. Do you agree the left what side? Would you agree the left side is something that we def- desperately need to improve? Uh, going back to your original point. Um, yeah. I mean, oh, obviously. I mean, I, you, you mentioned there Lazar. Um, I mean, he's that's a disappointing one for me. The fact that he he's still being kept out of the team by Dummy. Um Now it's probably more so because of the. The defensive frailties. Um, when he has played, he's. I mean, he didn't look the most uh, sort of stable uh, defensively against Wolves in the cup when he got his chance. Um, and I think it's probably that that sort of worry um, that Rafa wants to be solid at the back. Um, I mean, flipping out, we've only lost one 0 Do you know what I mean? You, you're not going to go too many games um, being as comfortably sort of defensive as that. So it's not really. That that's got to be the priority. Is that if we're, we're solid at the back, um, we're, we're gonna get we're, we're gonna win most of these games. To be honest, we've obviously we've had a bad one today, but um, that's got to be the case. So I think the fact that he's obviously a bit of a liability back there 
but probably don't want to show any any weaknesses. Um, so I mean that's that's something he needs to to work on and, and kick on. But yeah, I mean you've, you've touched on a few things there. I think um, I mean Atsu's one we've already mentioned as well. Um, when he has played, he's he's done well. So there's that option there to to, to play him instead of Gufran, but. Obviously, Gufran's been doing well this year. He's, he's chipped in with goals. I mean, it it it, it is a problem that all, all of it, it's been a running theme for a few years that the majority of our attacks come down the right hand side. So I think that balance needs addressing because it just means teams have got a game plan to stop our right side, and yeah. they, that that pretty much um, t- sort of negates our attacking threat in games a lot of the time. Um, but as as you say, we're, we're a work in progress. We're not the fact like nobody's saying. This is the, the final sort of finished product. Um, as you say, it's just a case of getting through the season with with what we've got, um, and it, it, it is good enough. Of course, it's good enough. We've been we've, nobody was kicking off two weeks ago about these these issues, were they? Um, yeah, against we've had two bad results. We've had two bad results, and there's just been a massive knee jerk reaction. Um, but as you say, it doesn't matter how many games we're losing. The, we haven't the fact we haven't been drawn any games, so pretty much won every other game. Um, completely sort of covers up any sort of issues and, and we've, we've been playing well we have we've dominated a lot of these games so people sort of criticising saying that it's the worst team they've ever seen we've, we've absolutely batted the likes of Derby away we went to the Derby that was one of the best performances I've seen from an away side in years we look so comfortable Leeds we weren't really comfortably <laughs> I had, I had uh, someone on Twitter telling me Leeds were shit and they were third and that, that makes us shit like how can you how can you think Leeds are shit they're third the fact that they had, that, that we Won that game very comfortably doesn't mean they're a bad side. Like it's it, again, it's an arrogance to think well, they're, well, they're shite, so we must be shite. That, that, that's the thing. Is it? Uh, I think people are saying that because they they think, oh well, if we were playing a Premier League side, well, we're not playing a Premier we're not League playing a Premier League side. Well, you know what? We've played one Premier League side this season. We're fucking better than them. Like, and <laughs> we got we got beat on pens because we kind of take pens. Well, we're, we're miles better than Hull, and it, you know, someone like it's so frustrating. You know, people saying Leeds are shit. Well. How often do you watch them play? The people who say Leeds are shit. Yeah. How how many Leeds games have you seen? Because I'll tell you what, I watched Leeds against Aston fucking Villa, who spent a fortune, who were couldn't beat by the way last season at all, um, and 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 Leeds were by miles the better team. They were streets ahead of Aston Villa, far superior. Should have won that game out of sight, and and we yeah. beat Leeds comfortably. So it's you know it, again, it's it's I, I, what worries me about all this this Twitter reaction and. Listen, some people are genuine, some people aren't, some people are just looking for attention. Um, it, it, it's, the, it's, it's the arrogance and the, the, the losing focus of the bigger picture and like we need, we need to get promoted, we need to do it this season. Um, but, but like saying these are shit is just an attempt to belittle the, the, current, the current manager and, and players and there's just no need for it. Like again, I'll say it again, I'm so sick of or have been so sick. Like let's go back to the people who were at Southampton, Chelsea, Everton. Everton were fucking rubbish last year. Rubbish. I think they went like fifteen games, um, a fifteen game point in the season. The beat, the beat, the one two games, both against Newcastle. That's it, <laughs> in the league. Um, and and we, we went into those games and we would come back and talk about the players not trying. We'd talk about the players not giving a toss, not being organised. Tell you what, the Manage players. Yeah, manager not having a clue. Tell you what, we're today we're organised, and and I, I don't I don't believe for a single second not any of those players because anything less than a hundred percent. So we've we've come on from there. We're in a lower division, 
We're starting the day top of the league. We're no, long, no longer top. Credit to Brighton. Good, really good result winning at Fulham. Fulham have been on a great run. Redden, well done. Come back. But great. That, that, that's the challenge that has been laid in front of us. We tend to have um, met every single challenge this season. We're going to the FA Cup next. We're going to sign some players this month. Definitely. I noticed some very well-timed uh, chronicle pieces this afternoon clearly being planted by the club about players that we're linked with and we're going for and I'm sure we'll come out of the January window much stronger than we came in Atsu was a loss for the African Cup of Nations I think he should start more games ahead of Gufran and I also think that Diame is a loss he, he, his shot today was absolutely fantastic he had a really good first half like a lot of the team he dropped in the second half which was disappointing but just just, just breathe and if you are listening to this I, I often feel when we're on the podcast it's kind of preaching to the, the converted a little bit um, but but if you are one of those people who's who's worried and, and you, you disagree with anything me or Ben are saying, you are more than welcome to come on. We just we don't want to come on just to argue or or put your opinion down. I I, I would like you know that discussion is there to be had. Uh, you know people who say they're worried or not good enough, c- come on the podcast anytime. We we will facilitate your point of view. Um, more than happy to do that. But it's it, it's like we're like I said before this crucial moment. Not one we share. It, we're at this crucial moment in the modern history of Newcastle United. Um, we're, we're at, a, we're at a, a low ebb when Rafa Benitez came in. I mean, could, could you imagine if Rafa Benitez hadn't come into the club? Um, I, you know, there certainly wouldn't be fifty-two thousand at St James's um, every week. You, you could say, would there be, would there be more than forty thousand? Is a, is a question. Um, you know, he's united the club, and he has constantly preached the need to improve. The fact that mistakes would be made. Absolutely fine. I've got no people, no problem. People disagreeing with team selection, tactics are you know fine. Their differences of opinion. What pisses us off the most is this rush to the bottom, this need to tell the world how bad we are, how shit players are, how they're not good enough, how how in the future X, Y, and Z won't happen because of this. And there's there's just no need. There's just no need for it. There there isn't any possible justification for it. And, and what's the point if that's really how you want to live your life as a football fan? If you want to take every single negative um, and every single dark moment and turn it into something that it's not and turn it into the biggest possible thing. If you don't think Rafa Benitez has a solution for the, for the problems which are admittedly there, um, I, I, would, I would suggest that you want to reassess that opinion. That's a very nice way of saying it. Because if he doesn't have the solutions, who the fuck else does? Who else do you think can take us into the Premier League and be successful next year? Nigel Pearson, all the other shit managers would have probably got had had Benitez not come into the club. If you'd like to go back to the Pardew days, Carver days, McLaren days, you go in the right way about it because Rafa Benitez doesn't need to be here and he's not above criticism. People can, like I've said about five times now, people can absolutely criticise team selections or say, you know, they'd have done this or that and, and there's, there's there's arguments um, to be had for for those things. But why 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 do people feel the need to to say that we're, we're something that we're not. We're not a bad football team. We're a very good football team. We've been very successful so far. The amount of games we win um, makes the amount of games that we lose almost irrelevant because if we continue to win games at the same percentage that we lose them, or so we have been in terms of losing them, we will be promoted comfortably. We'll most likely get 100 points this season. And, and, if, and if people who are tweeting me or the podcast or the general thousands out there on Twitter at breaking point, at crisis point. Um, I hope you look back at the end of the season when we do get promoted and think to yourself, you know what, I was a little bit out of order there. I probably could have stuck by the lads and I was wrong. <sighs> Shit football, isn't it? It is.
<laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, I don't know, Ben. I've, I've just been going on for ages. I probably probably feel like we've brought it to an end. <laughs> I just I think that's probably the the best way to leave it. There's not really much more to say, is there? Yeah. Well. Well. Thanks for. Not at this moment in time, anyway. Thanks for hearing us out. Um, <laughs> I might do a depending on the reaction to this. Um, I might do a pre Birmingham podcast um later in the week. What is it? Is it Monday? Yeah, it's Monday today. Um I'll be at Birmingham at the weekend, uh, so I'll probably do one afterwards. Um and then we'll have Brentford away, um and then Rotherham at home, which you know you'd be definitely hoping for for six points or four points there. Um before we're going to a you know, we're kind of going to the business end of the season. Uh, with some, I'd say some tricky fixtures, but we're when we're, we're so good at away from home, we control games and create so many chances away from home that the likes of Redden away, Norwich away, Brighton away, um, don't really for me hold hold too many too many fears. But we can worry about that when we get to it. Thanks very much for listening. I know it hasn't been traditional, um, but we really appreciate it and wish you all a very prosperous two thousand and seventeen. Don't we, Ben? We do. Cheers. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.